your definition of success, whether you like it or not, becomes very connected to what you do. We just let life drive us and we forget to really believe that we're in the driver's seat. Welcome to Successful, the podcast, a show about the stories of women redefining success. We're your hosts. I'm Carla. And I'm Natalie. Like you, we're two career women figuring out the meaning of success. In each episode, we bring you our stories and the stories of other women who are redefining success in life, in work, and on their own terms. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Carla. How are you? How are you? Jinx. Jinx. Doing well. How was your week? It was good. Yeah. I almost can't even remember what I did this week, but lots of yoga. Yes, me too. <laughs> I taught my brother yoga this morning. Did you? On, over Zoom. Yeah. He's in France. So, wow. <laughs> it was interesting figuring out the technology, but it worked. Did we it? Got it done. Yeah. How long he of said a at class? The end, it was an hour. Nice. And he said at the end that. What he really liked about it was that it felt very accessible to him and mm-hmm. it inspired him to perhaps do more yoga. He's that's never awesome. You know, he's never really been into it. So that was a pretty big win. Oh, yeah. that's great. Making yeah. it accessible is, I think, the most important part because it can be so intimidating. Exactly. I forget how intimidating it can be. Yeah, it really can. You kind of take for granted the years that mm-hmm. you haven't been a beginner. It's right. good to remember, yeah, what, what that mindset is like. So Being a beginner. That's what I'm mm. learning with skateboarding right now. So I, don't I love bust my butt. That. <laughs> and that's something that I'm kind of reconnecting with myself. Um, so one thing that, that I did this week this week that was interesting was I signed up for French conversation classes with someone Ooh. in France. So wow. uh, yeah. So I studied in France many, many years ago and studied French. That was my minor in college. But it's mm-hmm. been quite a few years since I've really used it. And so I feel like a beginner in many ways. Yeah. And I just realized like, you know, if I, I'm going to go to France, not, you know, sometime to visit my brother who lives there. And I want to be able to not have to rely on him to interpret for me. So that's I'm amazing. Excited. Yeah. I Good for you. Yeah. I've but, always wanted to learn French and then go to France. Yeah. Because I've not been. Oh, you got to go. I know. You gotta come to Mexico with me as well. I know. We have to go so many places. I know. Now that the world is opening up, that's a really cool, fun thing to do. Yeah. You have your brother to practice with too, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that he wouldn't mind doing a little bit of conversation with you too. Yeah. But I think that what I'm doing is with someone, like I'm taking this class with someone I don't know Mm -hmm. because there's something to, there's, you know, being with someone that you're not comfortable with which very much mimics the real world of when you're out there in France ordering a meal or right. getting a Uber or something like that's the scenario that I want to replicate mm-hmm. by kind of like the self-consciousness that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very yeah. scary thing. But it when is you scary. jump in, it's fine. I that's why I'm doing it. It's only 30 minutes. It's next Love Friday. It. Should be fun. What yeah. program is that through? It's um it's an online platform. It's called I Itaki, Itaki, something like that. Okay. And it was like, I don't know, $12 for 30 minutes with a native French speaker. That's not bad at all. So you you could be an English speaker, like an English teacher, and have conversation with somebody around the world who wanted to learn English. So, Do you have to know the other language? No, I don't think so. Ooh, I am. 
Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm really excited about the topic that we have today. I think it's something that's been really top of mind for both of us because we've both experienced quite a bit of change in, in our careers or have had you know, unique revelations about our careers, um, especially in the last year. And probably mm-hmm. a lot of people can say the same, you know, like yeah. especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. where we work, the ways that we work, probably the things that we're doing for work. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to talk about this topic in particular, which is this idea of redefining success for ourselves. And I know we started talking about this when I shared a little bit about what my journey has been like in redefining success. And so I'll, I'll share with you kind of how I came to that point of like being like, hey, I gotta, I gotta spend some time redefining my definition of success because it's no longer what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened really, I'd say maybe two months ago. So pretty recent. As I didn't you know, realize it was that recent. Yeah, yeah. So I left my long time corporate career eight months ago or so. And for the first six months of my work, like as an entrepreneur running my coaching business, I was just doing the things, you know, getting to work and going after, you know, building my client base and getting the word out there that I was a coach. And what I noticed, like around the six month mark of just promoting and getting clients and doing all the hustle was that I was starting to feel a little bit, um, a little bit disconnected from what I was doing and also a little bit burnt out, which was really surprising to me because I now was in a place where I could choose my work structure, you know, like I didn't have to work crazy hours if I didn't want to. And yet I was still working in the same style as I used to before and feeling disconnected and burnt out. And so it took some coaching. I was working with, with a coach, And I had this really, I was given this really interesting question, which was, what's your definition of success? You know, like, as I was talking about, like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And my coach, you know, my coach just had me think about, like, how are you defining your success now? And it seems like such a simple question. But for me, it made me realize that everything that I was doing in those first six months was still very much being measured by the way that I used to measure my success before I launched my business. So how I used to measure my success when I was in my corporate career. And so therefore, when I was not meeting the same metrics that I used to have, no wonder I felt disconnected and no wonder I was feeling overwhelmed. So for example, my one of my former definitions of success when I was in the corporate world was, you know, what are the performance ratings that I'm getting, you know, at that end of the year, you know, what, what, what are people saying about my performance? Um, another one was whether I was making a certain level of uh, or amount of, of income, right? Like, am I every year over year increasing that income? And in the six months, the first six months of my business, well, guess what? Nobody was measuring my performance, but me, nobody was telling me how I was doing. And I mean, truth be told, I was not making you know, I'm, I was starting, I'm starting, right? Like I'm still a fairly new entrepreneur. And so of course I wasn't making what I used to make. And I expected that I knew that, but I allowed those measures of success to start to get in my head and tell me that I wasn't being successful as an entrepreneur. Almost like the self comparison game. Oh, completely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. completely. And comparing myself to someone that I no longer was. So So that question just made me realize that I needed to redefine what success meant to me because I no longer was the same person. I wasn't doing the same things. So why was I still measuring myself against the past? So I went through this whole exercise. I'm pretty sure I did it 
with my coach. So it was like a really nice brainstorming um, activity. And ultimately what I noticed that had really changed for me was that the things that I considered now important were much more inner driven than external. So looking at my past definition, it was about the, the praise. It was about the money. It was about the type of challenges that I was given, the type of work that I was offered, you know, going into different projects. Whereas now as an entrepreneur and as a coach, my definition of success became much more about the things that were inside. So for example, was I feeling proud of my work, right? Like I'm no longer, there's nobody else to tell me whether I'm doing a good job. Do I feel like I'm doing a good job? Am I living up to the expectations that I have of myself? Am I growing in the ways that excite me and that make me feel motivated to keep going? Do I feel a sense of like peace? You know, like I used to wake up in the mornings in my former job, like feeling a little bit of anxiety. And now like, do I feel peace? If I'm not feeling peace, that's a good, you know, just something good to explore, whether whether I'm really living up to to my new definition of, of success. So like, yeah, where's so that now, coming from? Yeah. Where's that coming from? Exactly. So it's just been a really interesting journey to to think about that. And I think that it's a really important thing for all of us that whether you're in corporate or whether you're running your own business, you know, all of us people that um, that value our careers to be thinking about because the reality is that there's been so much change for all of us, right? I don't consider myself a unicorn that has experienced change in a vacuum. Like we've all had to change our worlds because of the pandemic. And I was reading some really interesting um, statistics around predictions around how the world of work is going to change. And for example, I think it's called the Microsoft uh, Work Index Fund uh, found or, or conducted a study, this, this body of research conducted a study and found that about 40% of Americans are going to be making a career change in the next year. Uh, but this idea that so many people are almost like used to having made a change in their lives, that they no longer expect to go back to how the world used to be, but rather they expect to their world to either remain changed as it is today or make additional changes moving forward. So I think it'll be so hard to go back to how things were. I think completely. eventually it'll move that way, but I think there's going to be so much resistance from people who have had more flexibility. They've been able to find that balance a little bit better. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, I know just for myself. I've had to take time off just to analyze, you know, what do I want my life to look like going forward? And I don't know if that would have happened if the pandemic wouldn't have hit and given me more time to, you know, go within and do some internal work. Yeah. Yeah. That's great that you were able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I read a funny post. I don't know if it was, it came from an article or where it came from, but somebody on LinkedIn posted that this CEO told his company that if they could go out to a restaurant now, they could go back to the office. And people disagreed, you know, like it's, it's I'm sure that went over great. So yes, I think that kind of to your point, like workers are realizing that they have more power. And when companies say that, no, you have to go back to what it used to be like, that's not true because collaboration can happen in different ways than what we were used to. And so it's, I think it's going to be really neat to see how people 
take more control of, of their careers and start to define those careers in alignment with how they define success. Absolutely. And yeah. I've already seen some different cases of companies that have been um, really resistant to making changes. They want to go back so badly to how things were and the workers just aren't having it. And it is causing that resignation. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's going to be a interesting duality between the old ways of working and an older generation um, who wants to hold on to how things were and the new ways of working. And, you know, there's going to be so many more millennials and Gen Xers in the next, you know, decade. It'll be interesting how we can reshape the work world after this pandemic and, you know, going forward. It's just going to be a really interesting shift, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope. I hope. I think so, too. I hope so, too. So what is your new definition of success now after going through that exercise with yourself? So I was looking at it this morning and I don't necessarily have like a beautiful, clean phrase that defines it, but rather what I, what I really focused on were how I want to feel, you know, like, like not think with the logic, but really like, am I connecting within to the things that bring me joy? So for example, um, do I feel like I am trusting the process or am I questioning the process? If I'm questioning the process, then I'm not at peace. But if I'm just trusting that everything is as it should and things will unfold as they should and that I have the capabilities to make my reality happen, then that gives me a sense of peace. And that to me feels like success, like having that sense of peace that comes from trusting. Um, another word that came to mind when I was brainstorming my feelings was it's kind of corny, but just like Zen, <laughs> like, do I feel just calm about, about things? And it doesn't mean that I don't have moments where I'm like, ah, you know, like I'm presenting next week and it's like, yeah, there's sometimes a little bit of nerves around big events like that, but overall on a continuous basis, am I feeling stressed? Am I feeling anxious or am I in this more like middle level of Zen? To me, I want to live a little bit more Zen. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a good reminder to be doing the things that bring me that Zen, like yoga, um, you know, like meditation or whatever, taking walks. Um, and then when I don't feel that Zen, it's a really good marker of like, okay, well, what's going on? How am I deviating from that definition of success? Um, another one was feeling connected, feeling connected to people that I really care about, feeling connected to my own values, um, feeling connected to my work, you know, am I excited about what I'm doing? So, so rather than it being like this clean phrase, really what came up for me were words that described how I want to feel. And I think that's just such a good, just kind of like a good reflection mechanism to just sit with yourself and be like, okay, how am I feeling? Like, am I feeling these things that for me define success or not? And why? And that's so much more in your control, right? Than when mm -hmm. you're thinking like, am I making this amount of money? Am I getting this praise? Like all of that is so external and so out of your realm of, of control, really. And when those th things don't happen, then then what? But if you can just really connect with with what's within, then you have more control over it. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because I did a similar activity this week and without even knowing it really, our before definitions were all about the external, like you said, achieving and performing. And we both went more internal with what yeah. we want success to be. 
going yeah. forward. I find that really interesting. So I'm really curious. I, I know you you went through this exercise. What mm-hmm. what inspired you to go through that exercise now? Like, why didn't you do this a year ago? And and so why did you do it now? That's a really good question. I don't think it ever crossed my mind. And that's hilarious to me because I'm so introspective. And I think about these things all the time. But I really think that I have been focused more on the negative, more on what doesn't make me happy and what's not aligned than how I want to be aligned with my, you know, whole being, work included. And I think that that's just kind of a result of being heads down, blinders on in the day-to-day work. And, you know, I think I've talked about it before that I'm on a little bit of a sabbatical from work right now, getting the chance to step back and look at things objectively has been invaluable. And I think that's something that we can all do regardless of, you know, if you're taking a break or not. Um, But yeah, I think it's stepping back and then us having these conversations, like you really opened my mind to the idea of challenging what we think success is. And it's not something I ever really thought about. I love that you're It was just that. a natural yeah. result of like what we were doing, right? Yeah. Because you're kind of in this chosen career and your definition of success, whether you like it or not, becomes very connected to what you do. And that's just kind of a natural progression. But stepping back and analyzing it really made me think how off my definition had been. Interesting. I think you're so right. I think stepping back when you're like in this, when you're living the world, when you're living the life day to day, you're just, you know, there's this tunnel vision that prevents Mm -hmm. you from looking at the bigger picture. And I think it's amazing that you've had this opportunity to take this time to just step back, look at that bigger picture, and now come up with this definition that's not going to serve you even when you go back, you know, after your sabbatical. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because I, as I was going through this and we have an activity that we'll outline later on in the episode, but as I was going through this, these are things that had been on my mind for a while and things that I had been trying to weave into, you know, the projects that I was selecting at work and what I was getting involved in as like extracurriculars at work, but they weren't really solidified into a cohesive definition of what I wanted to focus on. And I think this is a really great way to narrow that down and have that focus. So it's almost like guiding principles for yourself. Yeah. As you go right. forward. Yeah. We do that when we start a new project at work. Yeah. But not <laughs> for ourselves. For ourselves. <laughs> Putting ourselves last. <laughs> That's what What's the is. vision for ourselves? What are the yeah. guiding principles? Yeah. All right. So I am really curious to hear how you went about this. And yeah. this is like, you just did this in the last mm-hmm. few days. And so it's very top of mind. And I would love to hear just the practical, like, like for anyone out there listening that is like, yeah, I haven't gone through that. Like I haven't thought about my new definition of success. Like, where do I start? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my process was a little bit all over the place, like brainstorming and all that. And I eventually came to that new definition, but I'd love to hear your process because I have a feeling that it was a little bit more, it's just very practical and, and very effective. So. <laughs> more practical. <laughs> I've never been accused of that in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so I really started with a brainstorming activity 
So I asked myself a few questions, some of which I found helpful, some of which I didn't. So I'll narrow down which questions I found to be helpful as I went through the activity. So I started and I just had three questions initially that I answered for myself. And I allowed, you know, no limit on how much I wrote down. Essentially, it was just like a a brain dump of information on the page. So the first question was to write down what my values were. So what are my values? The second one is how do I want to feel on a daily basis? Going back to that feeling rather than achieving mindset. And the third one is a little bit, it could be a little bit gruesome, but don't think of it in that way. But the third one was when I'm dead and gone, what do I want to be known for? So, or looking back at my life when I'm, you know, 80, 90 years old, what do I want to have been known for in my life? And I found those three to be the most helpful questions in going deep and analyzing, you know, what I want my success definition to be going forward. And what I did after that brainstorming was go back and I would circle words that were similar throughout all three questions. So values that kept popping up, um, phrases that kept popping up. So for me, in each of those, um, the feeling of being at peace which is very similar to your Zen feeling. That was a big one, feeling at peace. And then I had a few more that that came up too that were more, I don't know, a blend of internal and external, I guess, but being of service to others and to the planet, that's a huge value for me. I mean, that's why I am training to be a yoga teacher. It's not because I want to make money, you know, teaching yoga classes. It's really so I can help people. So that's a big value. And then, I mean, giving gives so much to you um, as well as to people who you give to. So I think that's a big one for me. And then honoring and making time for my creative side. Because I feel so much more whole when I am not only, you know, using that side of my brain that's very logical and very driven, but when I honor and give time to that side of me that loves to sew and loves to paint, and loves to do creative things. And then the last one is a broader feeling of general freedom. And that one's a little more ambiguous, I think. And that can be, for me right now, the feeling of freedom I want to have is the ability to work and have a family at the same time and not feel like I'm trapped in either one and that I have a good balance. And I think that's a little bit elusive, but I do believe it's possible. So having the freedom to do that and then the freedom to travel and have that more flexible lifestyle like we have had in the last year. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know. So, okay. So you sat down and yeah. you brainstormed. Mm-hmm. How did you put yourself in an environment, both external, like, you know, the room that you were in, like the place that you were in and your mindset as well to really like be able to go within and be able to identify your values and the feelings. Like, how did you connect to that? Yeah, I I had been putting it off for a little bit. We talked about this about a week ago and I wanted to get it done this week, but I definitely put it off. And what helped me was just going for it. I just had a notebook 
I turned the TV off one night and it was just, you know, me after dinner with like probably a glass of wine and I just started writing. And I think it's really, for me, a freeing thing just to be able to free write. And a lot comes out when you do that. And that's why I decided to make it, you know, it's it's structured in a way, but having no limit to what you write under those three questions, that really helped. So just having a little bit of quiet time and just going for it, not thinking too much about it. Because when you start to overthink it, I, I think that holds you back. Or it does yeah. for me at least. Well, you start thinking more with your rational mind. With your head. Um, yeah. And with really what's speaking to you from mm-hmm. the soul, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these were the three main questions for the positive, like, new definition. I also found it helpful and it was a little cathartic to look back at what my old definition was. I don't think I even knew in the, at the time what my definition was. It just kind of happened. And I think that happens so much is we just let life drive us and we forget to really believe that we're in the driver's seat and that we have some power to control how we feel on a daily basis. So the questions I asked myself to look back were, what was my definition of success in the past and how did that make me feel on a daily basis? And what I came up with there were very similar to yours, very externally driven, which are making money, pleasing bosses and clients, getting the next uh, promotion and being productive. And when I really looked at, you know, the summation and I put them side by side, the old definition and the new definition, I realized that I had been trying to please others so much. And that my definition of success was so much tied to how, um, how I could make other people feel and not how I felt and getting the approval of others. And I think that's so messed up. Um, I didn't put myself first at all. Well, and I think that when you flip it, Mm -hmm. you do focus on investing in yourself. Like that's when you actually can make other people happier. Exactly. Easily. And if you you don't, you know, then then you don't, but it just happens more naturally. Like the the right relationships Mm -hmm. unfold in the way that they're meant to. And yeah, it's like, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You really can't. And I think it's a futile effort too, because, you know, some people are going to love you and some people aren't and giving them the power over your day-to-day happiness and your day-to-day view of, did I have a successful day or not? It's a dangerous place to be, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's more powerful to have these internal, mm-hmm. internally driven metrics. Metrics, yeah. which metrics. sounds so, I don't know, corporate but. <laughs> Maybe not metrics, but they're just yeah. like barometers, you know? How are uh, you? Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Like, are you feeling at peace today? Um, what's taking you away from that peace? And it allows you to do what you have told me to really go within and analyze, is there something I can do to change here if I'm not feeling at peace? And it's not an easy thing, but at least it gives that awareness that we always talk about to your situation. So, so to some, let me make sure I understood your process. Sure. So it, it sounds like there's really three three main things that you focused on, mm-hmm. which is number one, your values. What are your values today? Mm-hmm. 
what are the feelings that you want to experience in your day-to-day life? And then what's the, what's the legacy that you want to leave? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Looking back, you know, if you, and maybe it doesn't have to be when you're dead, maybe even think like 20 years from now or 30 years from now, you know, if you were looking back at that point in your life, what is it that's going to make you feel like, yeah, I did that. I'm proud. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's in your deathbed. That could work too. Yeah. And they can be accomplishments as well. I mean, I know we say a lot about, you know, these internal versus external definitions of success, but I think some of mine are external. Like, am I able to be of service to others? Am I able to help the planet in in some way? You know, I don't want to get to be 80 and, you know, have our planet be burning and me not having done anything, Yeah, you know? So that's a big thing for me, which is external, but Yes, those were the three main questions. My last question for you is how are you going to make sure that you remember this definition of success? It's at the forefront of the decisions that you're going to be making. Well, I'm going to do what you do. I'm just going to copy you and put a sticky note on my computer. Does that work for you? Um, I think I would like to have an actual physical sticky note that I can Mm -hmm. paste on my computer. I think that would be more effective. Because what I have is one that if I just close it, then it's just out of sight, oh, out of mind. I, I thought you had a physical one. It's on no, your computer. No, I don't. It's on my computer. Yeah. Sticky notes on my computer. So that's the one thing that I probably will change is write it down and just actually have it physically mm-hmm. in front of me. Yeah. And that really helps with the brain because we do have to carve new pathways in our head and catch ourselves when we're like, okay. Am I doing this for other people or am I doing this to further my own definition of success and get more aligned with that? Yeah. It takes yeah. work. It does. We'll it see does. how it goes. <laughs> but it'll start to become more and more second nature to think about that the more that it's in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm excited. It's a, it's such an interesting question. I'm so glad that you introduced me to it. My pleasure. And thank such you for an bringing inspiration. it back to, you brought it back to my, to really front of mind um, because it's so easy like we're saying to just kind of forget about it have it tucked in somewhere especially Mm -hmm. if you write it down in a notebook you know you forget about it it's gathering dust but no have it in front of you look at it every day remember what it is and yeah measure your decisions and actions using that that definition of success the new kind of metrics yeah the metric of feeling (laughs) there you go and values and legacy and legacy (laughs) Well, we hope you are able to try this out this week. Um, I know I ran it by a few people and they were like, oh my gosh, I really want to try this. I can't wait to listen. So I'm really interested to see what people think about it. And I hope you try it out. Thanks for sharing your method, Natalie. Of course. Talk to you next week. Bye, Kyla. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Successful. If you liked what you heard, give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at SuccessfulThePod. See you next time.